You're listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From June 21st at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida, the text is selected verses from Genesis chapter 17 and 18. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan, for a perpetual holding, and I will be their God. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Nobody likes to wait, do we? We have to wait on so many things, though. Life kind of forces us to wait. We wait at red lights. We wait at the doctor's I mean, there's a whole room dedicated to waiting at the doctor's office, right? And then there's waiting in line. Nothing is worse than waiting in line. But I've discovered a new trick recently. When you're waiting in line, all you have to do is start coughing uncontrollably. You just say, oh, uh, no worries, I've been tested for COVID. The results should be back any day now. No, no, no problem at all. Nobody likes to wait. Nor did Abraham and Sarah, our, our, our hero and our heroine of the story today. Abraham and Sarah. Now, when we first meet Abraham and Sarah, it's in Genesis chapter 12. Now, I didn't read you the whole expansive story of Abraham and Sarah. I encourage you to go home and do that. But it begins with Genesis chapter 12, where we first meet Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, at that time, is 75 years old. Sarah is about 10 years younger at 65 years old. And God says to Abraham and Sarah, I want you to be a great nation. Follow me to the land that I will show you. And they kind of uh, are like, okay, whatever, God. 
75 and 65, whatever you say. And so Abraham and Sarah, they pack up all of their belongings, all of their possessions, and they had slaves and all kinds of properties and animals, and they, they moved the whole lot to the land that God would show them. Now, fast forward a few years and a few chapters later. Now we're in Genesis chapter 15. And Abraham and Sarah and all of their people and all of their animals, they are now in the land that God showed them, just as God promised. But no children. A great nation had yet to be born to Abraham and Sarah, and Abraham gets frustrated. And he says to God, you can kind of imagine him kind of shaking his fist up at heaven. You said I would have an heir, and I have no heir yet. No children have you given me, God. And God said to Abram, come outside, step outside your tent. And so Abraham stepped outside, and God said, now count the stars in the sky if you can. Your heirs, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. That's chapter 15. Now, by chapter 16, they're even older. By chapter 16, Abraham is 86. Sarah is about 76 years old. And they're tired of waiting. Wouldn't you be? 76 years old? Still haven't had the baby that God promised? 76 years old. And so Sarah decides to take matters into her own hands. And so she offers to Abraham one of her slaves named Hagar. Here, Abraham, have this slave so we can have an heir by her. And Abraham, maybe not being quite the man of valor that we want our our hero to be, he says, okay, that sounds like a great idea. And so even without the help of a little blue pill at 86, Abraham and, and Hagar have a son. His name is Ishmael. And it is widely thought that Ishmael is the father of the Arab nation, the father, forefather of the prophet Muhammad. It is widely believed that because Sarah took matters and Abraham took matters into their own hands, that the conflict in the Middle East that we've had for centuries was a result of this decision to not trust God and to take matters into their own hands. But we're not much better, are we? When we want something, we want it now. I want it now. Delayed gratification is not something that we're good at as a culture, is it? There's a, an old study, I think it's from 1970. It's called the Stamford Marshmallow Experiment. You may know about this from your sociology class way back. Researchers took kids and they set them individually in a room without any distractions, and they allowed the kids to choose a snack. I think one of those snacks must have been a marshmallow, right? <clears throat> And they told the kids, you can have one marshmallow now. Or, if you wait 15 minutes, you can have two marshmallows. So the researcher left the room. There's videos of, of kids kind of going crazy, doing whatever they can to keep their eyes off the single marshmallow, off the temptation that's on the table. And the researchers discovered, as they followed the kids later on into life, that the kids who could wait the 15 minutes for two marshmallows would have better life results, including better SAT scores, <laughs> better um, academic achievement, lower BMI, body mass index. Now we know why Rhonda can't wait 
for two marshmallows. I gotta have my marshmallow now. Delayed gratification. Not our forte. Just this week, as we've been, you know, thinking about this pandemic and been locked down for several weeks now and, and, and social distancing and masking, all the things, right? And then those, re- those are relaxed and we're able to go out into society and we're still told to keep social distance and wear a mask, right? When we go out, CDC is telling us these things. But just this week, Pinellas County released a picture that was taken last Saturday in St. Pete. Have you seen it? It's of a packed bar doesn't look like there's great circulation and it is jam-packed not a mask in sight shoulder to shoulder dancing and drinking and that looked like a great party I just hope they're having fun 14 days from now we want our party we want it now we want our nightlife and we want it now delayed gratification isn't something most of us are real good at so what do we do when we find ourselves between want We want a vaccine, right? What do we do between want and fulfillment? How do we live our lives between what we want and what is yet to be? What do we do with that? Well, I figure we have two choices. First of all, we can take the pessimistic view. We can become jaded and cynical. As the story unfolds in in the book of Genesis about Abraham and Sarah, we kind of fast forward now to chapter 17 where we picked up our reading for today. And do you remember how old Abram was in this story? 99 years old and Sarah was 90. And God said, I'm going to give you a kid. And they were like, good one, God. They both laughed, didn't they? Was their laughter joyful laughter? To me, it appears to be cynical laughter, jaded laughter, the kind of laughter you offer when you hear something that's unbelievable, ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, right, God. I'm 99, Sarah's 90. We're going to have a kid now? Whatever. And so that's the, that's the posture that Abraham and Sarah take in this chapter, in chapter 17. Now, it's been 25 years since the Lord first told them that they would have an heir. And probably they wanted children some 40 years before that. So total 70, probably about 70 years that they've wanted children. So yeah, they were a little cynical. Could you blame them? You know the recipe for cynicism, right? You take one part, disappointment, and one part, hopelessness, two parts, anger, a dash of bitterness, you sprinkle a little contempt on top. And you bake it for a lifetime. That's the recipe for cynicism. (laughs) That's where we find Abraham and Sarah in this passage. They're laughing at God. Not with God. At God. But then, fast forward to chapter 21. Let's see what happens. And now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. And Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. God was true to God's promise. You see, we can 
let our disappointments in life overtake us. We can yield ourselves to them. We can give in to them, becoming jaded, becoming cynical. But God is true to God's promises. This week I was cleaning out a closet. I know, don't freak out. I was cleaning out a closet in my house and I found some old photo albums and scrapbooks, right? So I was looking through an old scrapbook I made my senior year of high school. That was a while back. So I was going through it. My 13-year-old was looking at it with me and having a lot of fun looking at mom's fashion statements from back then. And we turned the page, and there was a, a couple of pages dedicated to a church camp I had gone to as a senior in high school. And he looked at me, he, he said, Mom, you were religious even back then? And I said, ah, I guess so, yeah, I guess, I guess I was. He said, why? Why are you so religious now? And why were you back then? And I said, well, it's a good question. I said, I think it's because I believe that people need hope. I believe that people need hope. I need hope. I, I imagine you might need some hope. That's why you're here, and that's maybe why you're watching on YouTube. You need a little, you need a little hope. That's why I'm a person of faith, because I need hope that there's something more than, than, than the bitter reality that we find ourselves as we go through life, the disappointments, the, the lost dreams, the faded plans, we need something to give us a little hope for the future. And we have that choice, don't we? Just because we embrace faith and just because we embrace hope doesn't mean we're being idealist. It doesn't mean we don't know what reality is. To embrace hope doesn't mean that we have our head in the sand and pretending things aren't perfect, right? That we pretend everything's hunky-dory. Well, maybe not. Maybe everything isn't hunky-dory, but that doesn't keep me from having hope. The scriptures teach us over and over that God is true to God's promises. So let me ask you, people of faith, what are you waiting on? You waiting on a vaccine? <laughs> Maybe there's more that you're waiting on. Maybe the restoration of a, of a relationship. Maybe a job or Maybe the stock market to go up. Maybe you're waiting on that trip to resume after it was canceled. Maybe you're waiting on health or a good report from the doctor. Maybe you're waiting on some healing. What are you waiting on? It's okay to wait on the promise to be fulfilled. But know this, my friends. God is with you in the waiting. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.